near-death experiences, divine interventions, demonic encounters, and more. We're here to tell you that the supernatural is real on this best of edition of Spirit Answers Podcast. Tim's near-death experience would take him outside of his body three times where he would hear the words, the only thing that matters is what you do for the kingdom of God. Being dehydrated. So, but everything was still okay. Just, you know, maybe ran a couple hundred yards. Um, as we get closer to the office, we're walking in and I just start getting real dizzy. So there's a golf cart right there. I uh, went ahead and sat down in the golf cart and all my coworkers are around me. Everybody's coming in and I'm just, you know, I know I've got an issue, but I'm trying to play it off and be Mr. Cool and kind of like, so I lean forward, I lean back a couple times, you know, trying, because before when I've gotten dizzy, you know, you kind of get your head down, like low, and then it would kind of come back to normal. But so anyway, I lean forward and I just knew I was in trouble. Like, this is not right. And, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I knew I was in trouble. And I, and I guess, uh, you know, and I said, forgive me, Jesus, forgive me, Jesus. So then I go to lean back, and as I lean back, I mean, as I lean back, I am just instantly I'm outside. I'm to my right here. My body falls back wow. into the golf cart, and I'm sitting. <laughs> you have to excuse. Me. I guess it's a little emotional, but uh, I just remember, you know, that I was just I was in a lot of stress and dizzy. You know, just not didn't feel good, nauseous, mm-hmm. just really bad. And then just in the split second, man, I was, I was outside and I see my body and my body is still leaning back as, as my body leans completely back in the back. It's like this burst, this white light just comes out because I could see everybody and everything around me for that. This is all just happened in just a couple seconds. So it was just this bright light and it just, uh, it just surrounded me and it was uh it was it was almost like it was thick it was just you could feel it it was like a fog but it was so brilliant white and um it was just it was almost like just laying out in a jacuzzi just kind of it just was it was very comforting and it was just amazing peace and love that that i have ever felt and it was kind of like i was almost swept or like moved off and uh and through it and then there was like this wall which i call a veil it was just like the light was so thick and i couldn't i couldn't see through it but I, there was people over there and i could i could see movement uh like people were there it was just some colors but i could really i could feel their presence it's hard to explain but I just knew there were people there and I knew they were there for me. I don't, and I know I knew that they loved me mm-hmm. and um, I didn't hear any, any voices as far as like a sound or audible voices, but it was the best way I can describe is it was somebody's uh, like somebody else's thoughts were put into my head. It was just almost uh, like telepathic, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. After, since this has happened, I've watched a lot of other people that have had near death and it just gives me chills when I hear people describe that because that's, that's what it was like. Yeah. But, uh, it was just, it was like, I was, I was just, I mean, it's like, I'm talking to you. And as I speak the sentence, you hear the first word through the last word. So it takes all the way through that sentence before you know what I'm saying. 
But this was just that sentence put in your head and you have instant understanding of it. Wow. uh, but anyway, I had that. It was, I had this. Uh, it was kind of like I was just reminded of what I had just come through, what had just happened to me, and um, I was then told or another download of that. You know, none of that matters. That the only thing in this life that matters is what we do for the kingdom of God. Wow. And then I was just kind of like, yeah. I, and, uh, and then, uh, then I was given what I call a life review. It was just, um, it was basically just, um, uh, the amount of time I've been here and of that time, how much of it was spent for the kingdom of God. And, um, I just remember thinking what a waste. And I knew at this point, I just knew that my time on earth was, was gone, was, was over. I didn't look at it as I was dead necessarily, but I knew what that meant. But, um, I just knew my time on earth was over and it was just like, that was okay. Um, and I, um, there was just things I just, I just, I guess you just say, so you just kind of knew cause it was like, I just, it just dawned on me, you know, that like when I, in my video, the video I talked about, that I knew the Bible was real. It was like, I just knew it was real. It's like, I just, just kind of like, I just remembered or, or whatever where, you know, whereas in life and I, I, you know, I believed in God, I believed in Jesus. It's what I would have told you. And I, and I did believe in him, but I, I guess there was some doubt there because in this life, this reality that we feel right now is nothing. It's very dull compared to what you feel wherever I was. It was, um, it's just a whole other whole world, but, yeah. um, but, um, and the other paramedic was like doing blood pressure and reading my pulse. And I remember the paramedic talk, talking about, uh, she like called off. I, I remember her saying his pulse was 46 and dropping or, and then rattled off some other number. And then I told him, I said, I'm getting, I'm getting dizzy again. And then that was it. I was back in that same place, but this time it was different. It was just like, um, I was still in that white, thick white light and that awesome feeling. And there was someone standing in front of me, maybe about eight or 10 foot in front of me. And, um, it was just, you know, just a silhouette of some, of a person. And this is, this was your, your second experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, um, so I come to, that was only just lasted a couple of maybe five seconds is what it felt like to me. I don't know any timelines really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, so I come to, and they had, um, uh, those breathing or rescue breathers or whatever on my mouth. And, uh, the one paramedic was only doing CPR and I came to it. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? And, uh, by this time, I think we had another, crew of paramedics were in and one of them told me he said you just flatlined and you went into cardiac arrest and i i turned to him and i said so you mean i really died and he kind of stopped what he was doing and looked at me and said why did you see a white light or something you'll see my regular doctor and they uh they give me a tilt table test where they they strap you on this table and then raise you up to like 70 degree angle and just hold you there for like 45 minutes or so 
And uh, I was on that. Everything was doing good. And then uh, maybe 45 minutes or whatever hour into it, I started feeling nauseous. And, you know, they got you tied down. And I remember trying to get the nurse to stop, let me down. And the next thing I know, I'm I'm just uh, I'm looking down this little short tunnel. And everything's fine. I mean, it's it's uh, it's just a real short tunnel and there is a bright light at the end of it. And there's. And. Uh, there's someone, there's someone at the end of the, in that tunnel, at the end of the light, I can see the silhouette again and they're staring at me and I know they're there for me. I know they're looking at me. I'm looking at them and it's just, you know, it's just really nice. And that was only probably just a few seconds. That seemed like maybe five from what it felt like to me. And then I come, I come to, and uh, the nurses are working on me, getting me bring me back and uh, I mean it you know this happened this is this happened uh, almost three years ago and it feels like it just happened to me Chris's near-death experience happened after she suffered a brutal stabbing at the hands of her boyfriend boning knife and yeah and I looked I and and I I look up and I didn't really have any time to react he just was plunging it towards my chest like right here um and it's actually weird because after he stabbed me, right after he stabbed me, I said sorry to him because I think I was trying to say it before he stabbed me to get him to stop. Mm. Um, so he stabbed me in the chest. And of course, instantly, I just I'm horrified, like, oh, my God, is this even real? Is this even happening? This can't be happening right now, you know? Yeah. Um, so I stood up out of the chair and he stabbed me a second time in my back. In the middle of my back and he dropped the knife my stepbrother came out and he yelled Kristen and I instantly just dropped like my body just dropped so the, you know you're, you're lying there and um, the next thing that happens as as you shared in your in your testimony video is kind of where it starts to get a little bit into the spiritual is that right yeah 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 there's a point where I just I could barely breathe and and I was just I stood I just kind of like all of a sudden I just felt very relaxed. Like mm-hmm. I was looking up at the blue sky and I just felt kind of like I was I was like leaving my body. I was leaving my pain and my and my fear and and everything. When you were leaving your body did you feel like you had any control over that or was it just kind of happening naturally? It was happening naturally. Huh. Um, until, until everybody was yelling, you know, stay with us, stay with us. And, and they were all shouting at me and they drove me to the highway, which they had blocked off for a helicopter. And I remember hearing the helicopter and that was the last thing I, and the guy in the ambulance told me, he's like, when you wake up, this will all be over. And then that, and that was when I went into darkness for a while. Whoa. So you go in, you go into darkness and do you have any concept of time between kind of when you go into darkness and blackout and, and when the, uh, you have the, the next experience? No, I, I remember, I remember waking up and feeling like it was like, it's like when you wake up and you had a bunch of crazy dreams, but you can't exactly remember what the dreams were. Yeah. 
and I was having all sorts of crazy dreams going on. But at one point I was just in, in whiteness. And I remember having, I had a conversation with somebody and it's weird because I don't remember the conversation. I don't remember anything said, but I just remember having a conversation. Um, Real quick, and as we get into that here in just a second, I was going to ask you as well, did, did you have any concept as to like when you were looking down at, at yourself when you were coming out of your body, did you have any concept of how your how you looked at that time? Could you see anything uh, of your of your spiritual self? No, I didn't. I I I think even when I was in my body, I did not look down. Like I didn't want to see the wounds. Mm. Mm. So you were you you were just looking up at the sky. Yeah. I, I was the whole time I just felt, and I felt like I was just getting closer and closer to the, to the sun, to the light. And it was just getting really, really bright. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, so you, you, that happens, you come back into your body as, as you start to think about your daughter and you have this thing, uh, this conversation with, was it a paramedic? Yeah. You go into a little bit of blackness for a little bit. And then you, you said you came into some, some white light during this experience. Was there, do you remember, was there also any other like uh, feeling that came with that? Or was it mostly just, you could just this white light that enveloped your, your vision? It was, yeah, it was just, just bright blinding white light. And I, I don't really remember feeling anything at all. Just, Besides, like, I guess just peace. Mm. So peace, it wasn't, it it, it was not a, a painful experience. No, I didn't feel pain until I started coming back. I did have, I, I did have very excruciating pain at one point, And I actually thought that I was in hell. I had the very hellish experience when I came back. So Bella's interaction with the paranormal right. would take her out of her body by way of astral projection. And with a one-on-one -on -one encounter with the demonic. Interested in like seeing psychics. Um, oh yeah, but before I get into that, I also was having like these um, visions in my dreams or like prophetic dreams of things that were gonna happen in the near future. And mm -hmm. most of these dreams were about like things that were gonna happen like to other like people or like people reaching out to me um so one of the dreams that i had was that one of my best friends she gave birth and for me this this wasn't a literal dream but i interpreted it as like a figurative dream of something was gonna end in her life so that another thing could begin and she was like yeah you're right you know my husband he's leaving for the military and I'm going to have to learn how to be more independent without him because I'm so used to being so codependent and now this is the end of that and I have to learn how to be more self-sufficient on my own. And then I also had um, like literal dreams of like people that were going to reach out to me. Um, like one of them was with another best friend. I dreamt that she was gonna text me and then a few days later she did. And I also had a dream that the guy that 
I had, um, the guy that broke my heart, um, was going to reach out to me and he did a few days later. And I had this one encounter where I remember this was right after, like I had meditated for like four hours straight. And I remember I, op I finally like opened my eyes to my room and I saw like this dark like vortex had opened right in, in my room. And I was a little bit, I was just like, whoa, like, am I seeing things now? Like, yeah. I, I, for a moment, I was like, wow, am I going crazy? Like, is this real? Like, but no, like, I, I was really like opening myself to this other world. And um, because I was also doing astral projection, um, which is, you know, it's when you leave your body to go like, to other like dimensions but anyway um yeah I was pretty much doing that and there's I remember there's one time where I went to this other like dimension that was like really really cold and I just felt like in my spirit like I needed to get out I needed to go I needed to come back home because no human was supposed to come there like no there's no way that any human could survive there and I remember when I was trying to make my way back to my own body like something was trying to follow me out and it almost did like it um like right when I got back into my body there um was this scratch on the wall of my um in my room where whatever was trying to follow me out like it made a scratch in my like from my closet I noticed this really dark figure starts to materialize and it walks out of my closet and it was the enemy, you know, he, he spoke to me. It was right in my ears. Like it was very smooth and it was very velvety and charming. It was, I was just like, wow, like I'm not, I don't think I'm crazy because this hasn't happened to me before. And when he um, started speaking to me, and he said, I can see you struggling. You were really Sherry had an incredible encounter with Jesus really where he appeared to her in a way that she would understand. That, uh, from what I understand, when Jesus showed himself to you, it was in a way that you uh, could comprehend. Mm, exactly. This, this to me was incredible. How, of course, wise uh, God is to appear because there's so many people that had experiences of seeing him, but, but uh, each each experience is different. So he appeared to me as a Jew because he knew that would be the safest thing. First of all, he's a Jew, right? Of course. But he didn't appear to me uh, crucified on a cross in a Catholic church because if I had seen that, I, would, I wouldn't respond to this vision. He came to me in a way that is familiar to me, wrapped in a talit, which is a prayer shawl of the Jews. And even his sandals were the ones that we learned about in kindergarten, <laughs> like mm -hmm. the ones that Moses wore. I mean, I saw that and I knew I was home. Was that before then? That Allison the, also the had the opportunity to see Jesus. Life? Only her experience with him was in heaven. What, take, take, take us through, if you could, what, what was that experience like, the, the life review? Well, the, the life review was um, people, um, people's faces, like my family and my friends, um, had flashed before my eyes. And anything I'd ever said or had made them feel or had done to them, like, um, had flashed before my eyes also while their face was, but, you know, in 
in front of me. And so um, it, it was a uh, um, it was a quick experience, but I would also say it was a longer experience also because um, because there were a lot of people and I have a lot of family. I have a lot of friends. Mm. They just um, it just all flashed before my eyes. Wow. And, and when you say that they, they flashed before your eyes, what was there like a kind of a, a thought that came with with the different people's images flashing before your eyes? Was it like experience experiences that you had had with them or, or like what your relationship was like with them? Right. What, what was that like? It was really all of it, you know, like mm -hmm. the whole period of my life, like what I said, done anything. It was um, when they um, when when their face was before me, um, the the memories of everything that uh, we had done and been through stuff like that, the good and the bad had all flashed before my eyes. Um, and I had felt that in my heart uh, with every person. I was having a different experience where my body or my soul had rose out from my body. Wow. And it had rose up uh, to the ceiling and I was looking at my body and my mom and uh, a nurse and um, they were all frantic over my body. And, but I, I felt, um, I felt a sense of peace, you know, I felt a sense of release as far as like, um, you know, especially like the weight from your body and stuff, like just being able to like be free of that, like weight altogether was like very calming. Mm -hmm. And while I was, I watched them for just a minute. Um, and then I went through these uh, colorful tunnels, kind of like a twisty straw, you know, like the inside of a twisty straw or something. Um, just really fast though. Um, and it was bright. I was in the middle. I was just floating in the middle um, going down these tubes, twisting, winding tubes. Mm. Um, I got to what looked like the end of it, which was a white, um, uh, it was just what my vision saw was just white. I ran into nothing but white light. And, um, when that had faded off, I was in this room, um, about 15 by 15 feet, um, like a square room. Um, I call it the waiting room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was filled with like fog and smoke, it, like stuff, uh, white, white fog and stuff. And um, I had, uh, I had looked down at my body to see my hands and my, my feet and my legs and stuff. And I could not see my, my body at all. And so wow. what I felt like was my head was like floating around, you know, like my brain was floating around per se. Mm -hmm. uh, and my, the rest of my body just kind of like tapered off. Um, and so um, a lot of people what, had watched my video on YouTube and said, like, haha, we look like sperm when we're. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, is that really true? And stuff like that. Well, that's just what I had felt like that I looked like. <laughs> right. And for, and for those for those of uh, the, the, the viewers and listeners that haven't haven't seen the video yet, it, it, it almost it does kind of look like you how you were describing, like the head seems to be what uh, in the in your in your experience in this waiting room or I guess just in the whole NDE, your head seems to be the most prominent part. And then it's almost like just almost like a, a ghost ghostly or spiritual wisp of, of body that kind of comes out from underneath the head and kind of disappears. Is that right? Right. Right. Like I wasn't changed at all, you know, as far as like my mind and stuff and how I think and like who mm -hmm. I think and stuff, like all of it was still like, you know, intact and stuff, but I just could not see um, anything um, of my body whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. 
this room though, I, um, I, this door had opened in front of me and three men came out, one in front and two in the back. And um, they were walking real slow and I was scared. You know, I was thinking, oh gosh, is this it? You know, is this it? Is this, you know, is this uh, my, like my judgment or something? Like, what is this? Um, and uh, so I had uh, scooched myself in this corner as much as possible. And uh, just, just fearing for my life. Cause I really had fought for so long and for so hard that I did not, um, I didn't want to lose it in the first place. And that's why I was really scared. Um, because I, I, I did that, think at that moment that this was it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they looked amongst each other. Uh, they did not talk to me, but they were talking to each other. And I heard them say that, um, uh, she's, she's not ready. Mm. And do you, do you recall at all, like what, what they look like underneath the, the, the robes? No, I don't. Um, and the fog and the mist and stuff was just so thick and dense, like a cloud, mm -hmm. like we were in a cloud or something that, um, I did not see their faces. All I saw were their hands and they looked human. They mm -hmm. looked to me that they were a little brighter. There was, there was a light coming through them. Mm -hmm. um, robes that they had on were uh, green and burgundy colored um, with like gold embroidered um, on the on the edges and stuff. Mm. Wow. Wow. Uh, and, and so they say that you're you're not ready. Yes. Wow. And, what, and what happened next? So that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure at this point, my goodness, I, I don't know. I don't know what else could possibly happen. Right. What's next? It's, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, there was a bright light in front of my eyes again. Uh, there's just a white light that filled up my whole, the whole space. And I was transported into these, uh, colorful tunnels again, uh, really just going really fast and seeing all types of like bright, bright colors. And, um, I get to the end again and it turns white again. And once the white fades off, I'm looking, I'm on a hilltop. And I'm overlooking some uh, wheat fields and cornfields, and with a valley right in the middle, and um, it, it was just beautiful, you know. And that's just what I was thinking. I was like, "Oh wow," you know. I, I had already kind of felt this this like little you know peace from all the weight of my body being uh, gone. That and then I was looking around, and I was like, "Wow, this is." you know, this is awesome. I'm seeing like, I mean, they were gold fields too. I mean, when I say gold, like, um, you would think that they have the sun in them, you know, I mean, wow. it, they were bright, they were bright and, and they were gold. Um, and the wind was blowing them and stuff. The, um, there were workers out there. I looked at a, um, I looked at a worker and she, um, it was a woman. She had a, uh, wrap around skirt on with a uh, tube top, uh, loose tube top that was tucked into her skirt. And she had a basket on her head and she was singing while she was picking these, these corn uh, and wheat uh, together in her basket. Wow. That, that's, that's absolutely incredible. And I, I, when, when I first heard the video, I was wondering, did these people have like, physical bodies but when you're describing it now it sounds like they did right right they did um they did but uh it looked more like glowing it uh. was more glowing huh. 
and I could hear children in the background playing and and laughing. Wow. Um, and all of a sudden, I I just look, I keep looking over, and there's Jesus on my side. Wow. And I did not have the nerve to look him in the face, um, but I I did look from about his um, below his shoulders and down and um, he had a white robe on and um, he did have sandals on <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, he did not speak to me but he spoke to me um, more say um, oh, I, I don't know the word for it he spoke without speaking through his mouth to me and mm -hmm. he, he was overall saying um, look and so I looked again and it was just amazing. You know, all, that all I was seeing, I was just like, this is so beautiful. I will never forget that at all, what it looked like and what that felt like. Um, and um, he, he put his hand out like this and pretty much saying, behold, you know, like this mm -hmm. little glimpse of, of heaven right here. After using spirit guides, Luke had a frightening experience where he was actually possessed by demons. Who was sitting next to me and I was like, Dad, I just got deceived by demons. He's like, What? I said, Yeah, you need to pray for me right now. Um, so he came over and he started praying for me and I just like leaned back in my chair and was like, What did I do? And the moment I started praying to Jesus and repenting and saying sorry and it I lost complete control of my body. I wow my fists were balled up, I couldn't bend my arms, I couldn't move my mouth or my lips. Every, I was every muscle in my body was contracted so tight that I couldn't move. And I couldn't speak out loud because of that. And I was like, okay, why is this happening? And I was scared and it, it, it hurt so bad. I was sore for like the next three days. Every muscle in my body was contracted so tight. It was like, I just did like a super hard workout. Wow. Like a 15 minute event that this, occurred over and every I could feel every cell in my body start to vibrate like violently but like if you've ever sat in a massage chair that time is 10 except you can feel it in every cell in your body not just like an overall general feeling it's uh impossible to explain really but that's the best I can do and it was like whatever is inside of me wants out they are like freaking out in there and they were Basically, at that point, I realized I was going through a demonic possession. And when I opened myself up in meditation and I let spirits inside of me, I wanted them to guide me, like, you know, like a guardian angel watch over me and lead me. Right. Uh, but they, I let them inside of me unknowingly. And I was going through a demonic possession. Incredible. And I started repenting to Jesus. And then, yeah, 15 minutes later, it was over. And then I got baptized, went to church and my life is completely different. Mark had two encounters with the demonic, the first coming in an old battlefield, and the second, ironically, when he was working on a book exposing demonic phenomena. Um, I had never had any weird experiences in my life that I know of prior to that. I was about 50 years old. Um, and um, so as I was walking along, it was a clear night. Um, the sky was clear, and the the, uh, the moon was bright, and I was in the actually in in the the battlefield itself. So there weren't trees or anything; it was the field, uh, the battlefield. 
And then right in front of me, about 15, 20 feet away, um, was this, I looked up and, uh, well, just suddenly appeared a black humanoid shape uh, figure that was decked out in the regalia and um, uh, a, um, in, in wardrobe of a revolutionary era uh, soldier. And wow. um, I knew, I knew that, I mean, it was black and it was human, but it wasn't a black human. It was, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, uh-huh. you know, somebody that was uh, African-American. It was, right. it was total black. I couldn't see through it. Um, but I knew that this, this thing was, um, not human. It was, um, even though it it appeared like one and, uh, first I was startled and then for some crazy reason, I started running at it. And, uh, well, before I did that, I stared at it and it stared back at me as if to say, what are you doing here, boy? And, um, I just stared back and I started singing, the Lord is good and his love endures forever. And I started running at it. And it, it, the encounter lasted, I'd say, about 15, 20 seconds. But it floated after I started running and singing. It started floating off into the woods. And if it was a human, um, you could have heard all kinds of cracks of the twigs and the pebbles that would have been running on and so forth. But um, yeah, that was my first encounter uh, with a uh, that again that I recall. Number one, I said I had that experience in the park, right? Secondly, while I was writing the book, I was sitting in a chair similar to what I'm sitting in now, kind of an easy chair, and I was leaning forward like this, probably halfway through the book. And it was probably two o'clock in the morning. I wrote from midnight. 10 o'clock at night until about six in the morning. And um, I was at peace. I was enjoying, I loved writing, but just out of the blue, it's like something pumped fear inside of me. I, I wasn't afraid of anything. There was nothing to be afraid of, but it was like an outside force was pumping fear, a cloud of fear on top of me. And then all of a sudden I was slammed back like an invisible hand on my chest i was slammed back in wow. in my chair and i won't repeat to your audience what the the voice then said to me but there was a uh, audible voice to the left my left ear that said mark you are and it went on to um cuss me out one of Rebecca's many encounters with the demonic showcases how demons like to try to hide in such episodes like sleep paralysis and the in-between state between sleep and awake. And it also showcases just how dangerous it is to do activities like tarot and contact spirit guides as it opens up doorways. Really into meditation, like, you know, very into the Buddhism and everything. And I was laying in bed one day on my back and... I meditated myself into a very light sleep. And, you know, like, I don't know if you have experience with meditation, but sometimes you'll, like, see colors and, like, you know, like, shapes. And, you know, you'll have flashes of things and stuff like that. I was having some stuff like that. I I don't remember exactly what it was until I was just at, like, the cusp of being asleep and awake. Like, if, if one has experience with lucid dreaming, it's pretty much like that. 
like you know you're not quite conscious or even sleep paralysis like you know right. you're not conscious your mind's not conscious but your body's not completely shut down and yeah. you're not in a complete sleep so it's like i was laying there and then suddenly i started hearing this sound from i'm trying to remember like lying on the bed okay flying back so hearing a sound like kind of from behind me and it was like like helicopter blades and i looked it up later and that's actually apparently something people hear before they astral project and then i was wow. like uh, 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 uh. and then at this point um this is when i started to uh i was getting into my deity work like contacting deities and i was trying to work with caradwen who is a celtic deity um she's a white witch um and she's just like the goddess of witchcraft also another moon goddess um one of her classifications is like a triple moon goddess um as well like i don't know if you know much about witchcraft but that's like a really huge um really huge concept is different triple moon goddesses like hikate is one of them and then i don't know the rest of them i don't really care to <laughs> mm -hmm. um but so yeah i hear that and then i'm like um care to help me because i felt like i was leaving my body um but not because i wanted to and suddenly i saw stars like stars like i was above the earth and then I hear this deep womanly voice. I didn't mention this in my other testimony because honestly, I just, I was just trying to speed through it. Um, sure. But I heard a, um, a deep womanly voice that would, would later introduce itself as Caridwin say, it's time to ascend. <laughs> and then I was like, uh-uh. I snapped myself back to my body. I woke up and I was like, what the fresh heck was that? And really tying everything together, we'll go ahead and highlight one of Kelsey's supernatural experiences where she heard a voice saying she can trust the Bible. Or was it just annoying? What was that like for you when you heard that you can trust the Bible? Well, it definitely wasn't my own thought. It was not like a voice that I heard speaking outward in. It was a, like a voice in your head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where it could have been my own thought except I know for a fact it wasn't because I didn't trust the Bible. And the voice in my head just said, you can trust the Bible. And it was so simple and it was so clear and it was out of the blue <laughs> seemingly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, it was just like a weird thought for me to have. Well, that is the show for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you know anybody that has any uh, desire uh, or any interest to understand the supernatural or any inclination to further research it, uh, I would love it if you would share this with them. I think that they would find it enjoyable and hopefully uh, show them and give them further proof that there indeed is something more out there to this world than just the physical. We really want to cement here at Spirit Answers Podcast that the supernatural and the spiritual world is real. It's as, it, it, you know... I would love to be able to turn on the news one day and be able to see uh, people talking about the supernatural as if it's as obvious as two plus two equals four. That's how much um, I'm, I, how passionate I am about this because there's no reason why these types of experiences should be swept under the rug. This stuff needs to come out into the forefront. Uh, so if you could do that, that would be great. And another thing I just want to mention is, uh, you know, way back in episode one, I asked for you to keep us as a resource. Um, as you went along your spiritual journey and were looking for your spiritual answers. And I continue to stand by that. And I really think that if you go back to these particular episodes, these experiences where these episodes come from, episodes one through nine so far of the podcast, uh, I do think that they really do lend towards 
going towards one truth, which is which is Jesus and His truth. And again, I know that that might sound absolutely crazy to some people, and I totally get that. I used to be, I used to be you. I used to be you. I used to not. I used to think that there was no way out of all the different religions that Christianity was the correct one. Um, so I I get where you're coming from, and I get that you might look at me like I'm absolutely crazy. But again, I would just, um, if you, maybe this was your first time tuning into the podcast, um, and if that's the case and you found any interest in these experiences that we shared today on the podcast, if, if you could go back and take a look at some of those podcasts individually, um, I think that you would find that they do indeed uh, tend towards one particular path, one way, not multiple ways. And uh, if you really think about it, there really isn't, somebody has to be wrong here. Everybody can't be right. There's got to be one way. Um, or, um, you know, otherwise there is no set foundation of truth. Uh, there's no such thing as good and evil. So, um, uh, you know, the thing that I mentioned there in the first episode remains, I, I would ask that you continue to use us as a resource as you, as you go along your journey, uh, looking for spiritual truth and spiritual answers. We still got, uh, many, many more, uh, you know, God willing episodes to go here, uh, more experiences of the supernatural that point back to there being one way. So I hope you join us for those. One other thing that I almost forgot to mention is that if you haven't done this for a while, or maybe you've never done this at all, try picking up a Bible and uh, try reading that, especially if you're somebody that's looking for truth and uh, you're looking for deep spiritual meaning, you know, the the big meanings of, of life. Why are we here? What happens to us when we die? If you are somebody that is honestly, earnestly seeking those big questions, the answers to them from the bottom of your heart, you are going to be blown away by this thing. I remember when I first read, I was like, even even if everything didn't resonate with me at first, like 80% of it did, and I was like, I cannot believe how much truth is in this thing. I, I was blown away because, you know, obviously like many people in mainstream society really sell this thing short. They don't give it enough credit. It's almost like this thing is like something we should completely disregard. So I'm telling you, like, if you are somebody, again, that has maybe never done this, or it's been a long time since you've done it, maybe before you were on your spiritual journey, pick up a Bible, use this as a resource, just like maybe you're using other spiritual texts as a resource. I guarantee you, you will get something out of it. We are going to be taking a well-deserved week off next week, and then we will be back the following week with another new uh, experience, another new story, uh, and I'm really looking forward to sharing that one with you. And in, in the meantime, here in the next couple of weeks, just want to remind you to please send your story into us. We cannot keep this going without you and your help and your stories. So if you have any supernatural encounters, uh, a near-death experience, uh, a miracle, a healing, uh, divine intervention, new age to Jesus testimony, please send your story or video to spiritanswerspodcast.gmail.com. Also, please send... Uh, your, or actually we have a, let me take a step back. We have a Facebook group called Spirit Answers on Facebook. We would love to have you over there where, uh, you can submit your prayer request. We have a really good prayer, uh, support group going on over there. Also, you will get a sneak peek to next week's episode. Um, you can interact with many of the guests that we have on this show and leave a question or comment for them when their episode airs that week. And, uh, just, a uh, you know, a, a slowly but surely growing community there of people, uh, that are interested in these types of experiences and uh, interested in see how how they point back to there being one truth, um, which is found you know in the Word of God. I also uh, would ask, as I do just about every episode, if you are uh, under 
the inclination after this episode that you just watched right now that perhaps I'm right. Perhaps there is only one way. There is only one God. There's only one truth, and there is good and evil. Um, but you're still kind of on the fence. You're still not exactly sure uh, if, if you're right. I would ask you to go ahead and explore that step. Please try to take that next step. And I would ask you to do that by asking God to reveal himself to you in a personal way, in a way that um, only you would be able to understand. Um, I would ask you to do this over a period of time, to not give up, and to really be earnest. If you're truly searching for truth, you're truly searching for answers, you're truly searching for the meaning of life, you're truly searching for uh, why it is that we're here, if there's such a thing as good and evil, um, is there a spiritual world, is all of this true, you will find your answer if you are truly searching for it at the bottom of your heart. I guarantee that. I guarantee that. Um, so again, just please, you know, if you want to do it out loud, by prayer, just ask God to reveal himself to you, and I guarantee you that he will do that. Um, and I always say, feel free to reach out to me with the result of that. I, I always love hearing about that. So re really appreciate that and really appreciate you and everything that you do for us uh, in supporting the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It's been a phenomenal uh, first 10 weeks of Spirit Answers podcast, and I look forward to continuing this journey with you um, as we go forward and continue to explore the these incredible spiritual and supernatural uh, experiences and how it's all true and how it all ties back to the word of god so thank you so much for all your support if you uh would please either subscribe to us at the youtube channel or leave a review and rating for us on whatever podcasting app that you're listening to us on i would really appreciate that and that could be the very act that helps someone find the podcast that you've been enjoying over the last few weeks uh, so thank you so much I hope you have a great next few weeks. I will be praying for you, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Bye-bye.